Greetings, friends. Happy Monday. Yes, Monday. Now we're back to live programming. Jeez Louise. Technical problems plaguing us here, but nonetheless, we shall persevere. Sam Rajovsky here. Now, you're listening to the What's Right Show. Uh, on the day when so much is happening, uh, to lose a half hour is maddening. So let's get right to it. The news of the day, of course, is this uh, imminent Trump arrest that is being reported as having uh, likely to happen tomorrow. Now, what I um, what I want to get to here, there's, I, and I started explaining this earlier. There's two components to this. There's the arrest itself, what it means, the the strength of the case, all of which I'm going to explain to you as an attorney. But then there's, of course, the political fallout from all of this. Politico, uh, just moments ago, I saw a piece that came up, and it, uh, the, the gist of it is, you know, don't worry, nothing to see here. You know, Trump is, you know, an, a Trump arrest is bad for Trump. And the purpose of this piece is to assuage nervous leftists that perhaps arresting Trump may turn out to be a benefit to him politically which I think overall is likely true. So yes, this column of Alexander Burns, stop overthinking it. An indictment would be bad for Trump, uh, calls it a political disaster for him. Uh, I would say not so fast. Now let me explain why. There is, uh, like, in the world of politics, there's an order of operations to climbing your way from, from zero to uh, winning uh, the, the office that you seek. The first obstacle for the presidency is the primary uh, election. Getting through all the primaries as a candidate is your number one objective. There is little doubt in my mind that this event, should it transpire, uh, will be an enormous boon for Trump. Uh, I, I, I believe it will engender an enormous amount of sympathy among Republican conservative voters, folks that not just the you know baked-in support that he's already had in the numbers, but also certainly among uh, even some moderate Republicans that are going to be rightly incensed by all of this. The reason it will incense even moderate Republicans is that the tr the charge is flimsy. It's not election interference. It's not colluding with Russia. It's not you know millions of dollars of unpaid taxes. It honestly is a silly deal, and we don't quite know. I want to caution you: we don't quite know exactly what this is all going to be about, except that our understanding is that this is a business records misdemeanor that has been magically abracadabra into a felony in New York. Uh, you know, statute of limitations on it is five years, uh, can be six uh, if it's a civil fraud. Um, this payment occurred, this is all related to the uh, porn star, uh, Stormy Daniels hush money payment. So Trump uses his own money 
to put a person under NDA, non-disclosure agreement, says, okay, here, you know, we're going to pay you, what was it, 100 grand, 150 grand? I'll pay you this, you're not going to talk about it. And she, of course, ends up violating that NDA, hires that uh, criminal, uh, who we, uh, Michael Avenatti, who ends up in actually in prison. The deal is brokered by another shyster lawyer that's working for Trump. We all know him, Michael Cohen, also ends up in prison. So everybody related to this is, uh, at, at the very least, a, a contract violator, and, and at the greater end of it, a, a criminal, a convicted criminal. So all of this said, you have this, this, basically they're hiding this expense, and so they falsified a business record. Meaning, the way it sounds to me as a lawyer is that there's this charge uh, on you know this, this line item in their books, 150K, whatever it is, and instead of saying, oh, we're labeling it hush money, um, excuse me, accountant, where do we put, where do hush money payments go? What expense category is that? They put it under, I don't know, meals and entertainment. Now that is, uh, uh, okay. That in and of itself is a misdemeanor. It becomes a felony in New York, under New York law, if there is a, a furtherance of, a, of, of another crime that is kind of additional to that, that falsified business record. For example, if this was an effort to cheat on taxes. Now, I, folks, it's thin. It's really thin. Whatever you think of Trump, it's thin. And so to that end, even moderate Republican voters are going to look at this in the primary and feel like this is a guy who's, <laughs> this is a guy who's literally being taken out by a, relatively low-level Democratic Party operative, George Soros-backed DA for the borough of Manhattan. Hell, this isn't even the DA for, for this New York City or a D, uh, attorney general for the state of New York. This is a borough district attorney. It's the same guy, of course, that's letting every criminal and hoodlum out on the street. I have some comments uh, when we get back from the break from Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, that I think aptly describes all of our frustrations and who the real victims are of this, because I will say, I'll leave it at this. For every hour that Alvin Bragg and all of his staff attorneys who worked on this case against Trump spent getting Trump was an hour less that they spent chasing burglars, thieves, assailants, murderers, drunk drivers, and the list goes on and on. The buried cost in this must be staggering. Uh, citizens of New York, your tax money in the, to the tune of millions of dollars has been paid out for this. And also, I would add too, that is lost opportunity, lost time, that is uh, never to be regained. People who are uh, got let, let out didn't get prosecuted, which of course is exactly what they want to do. This is their entire mission. They want criminals out on the street and they want to get Republicans. So I know this is a long discourse. You have to understand the, the, the predicate offense here, what they're actually charging is so insignificant 
if it were anybody else. Hell, if this was the Biden family, they've gotten away with, with murder by comparison. So it's going to enrage the base. Politico is dead wrong. An indictment would be bad for Trump. I don't know about that. An indictment, yeah, if you indicted him for something, I mean, again, some major fraud, some major morally repugnant deal, then perhaps this would uh, wiggle some moderate voters. But not for these kind of, you know, really uh, nitty-picky uh, violations. By the way, a lot of Republicans are business owners. We understand that not every expense always gets listed exactly in the right place. Intent, depending on the way the law is written in New York, that matters. But there are, you know, you can very quickly, with a zealous DA, turn a simple oversight into a misdemeanor. And here it looks like a simple misdemeanor into a felony. And I've always said this, right? Equal protection of the law constitutional protected rights require for laws to be to be enforced evenly and without prejudice and the problem with these woke DAs is they want to they are specifically looking to reorganize society I told you from go the reason George Soros put so much money into DA races and not governorships not as much by, relative to quote-unquote, the political totem pole, a disproportionate num amount of Soros funding went to DA races across the country. And the reason he did it is because he understands, he's not a dumb guy, he understands that instead of having to buy every single or half or 60% of state legislature in Nevada, in California, wherever it is, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to support all those little races, piddly races for assemblyman and state senator. No, all he has to do is get the attorney general elected, get the, you know, the, the LA County district attorney, the Manhattan district attorney, get those guys in power. And one dude sitting in office can nullify what the state legislature wants. He gets to pick and choose what laws he enforces. And as a consequence can do more in a shorter amount of time with a lot less money spent to completely upend the justice system. So in a world, yes, in a world where Democrats can get away with murder and, uh, and Republicans get, you know, their wrists slapped over every little thing, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think this is going to be infuriating. I think this is going to be a tailwind for Trump. So the next thing I want to do, of course, is to, to talk about what this does for the race uh, the primary race, uh, what the reactions have been, because I think some have handled this well, others not so much. There is a right approach to this, and we're seeing the limits of some of the candidates in terms of their, their reaction times and being able to have the right political reflexes, because this is, this is unprecedented territory in so many ways, not just in the looming arrest of a former president, but certainly in the dynamics, the political dynamics of a uh, of an early primary election. Absolutely fascinating stuff. I will get into it. All the details right here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Marjofsky here. 
You're listening to The What's Right Show. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Greetings, friends, and welcome back. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Happy Monday, coming to you loud and clear after some minor technical difficulties earlier this hour from beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Sam Rajofsky here, your host of the What's Right Show. And look, friends, some of the reactions uh, to news that Trump may be arrested as early as tomorrow from Republicans were less than stellar, and some were exactly right on the nose. Now, I'll give you an example of one that was perfectly okay in the middle, but missed an opportunity. And that would be Governor DeSantis of Florida. See, DeSantis, he, he didn't give a bad response. And you're going to see, the, the, the only public remarks that he, he, he made on this, okay, was today. Uh, during a press conference, uh, which was uh, related to central bank digital currency in Florida. So this was a question that came up after the presser, which, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, DeSantis was expecting because this was the thing that every reporter wanted him to talk about. Now, the response that DeSantis gave, well, there are three parts to it. I'll play you each of the three parts. Now, I'm, I'm laying it out this way because you need to understand that the pro-DeSantis people are, and the, and the, and the anti-DeSantis, the, pro, the, the ultra-MAGA you know, guys, the pro-Trump guys, they're both mis, mischaracterizing DeSantis' remarks. I would say that both, yeah, bo- both sides are selecting from the totality of DeSantis' remarks portions that are more uh, flattering to their view or the point that they're trying to make. So let me play for you. This, this is how it opens up. Um, uh, he talks about uh, the, the basically the idea that, that uh, about the Manhattan DA. He talks about Alvin Bragg. He brings the fight to Bragg. And this is what he says. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this. The, the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. Yeah, so listen, paying 150 k or whatever it was to a, a, a well, porn star slash hooker um, <clears throat> apparently is a far greater concern to Mr. Bragg than the violent crimes that are getting downgraded and, and, and getting non-prosecution on in New York City, of course, impact regular day New York citizens. Now, I that is how it started. So, to be clear, DeSantis came out swinging at the prosecutor, 
Now it's the next part, the middle part of what he said that is being used by the anti-DeSantis people to show that he's taking a swipe during this time at Trump. And he is, I'm not going to lie. This is him talking about the situation that led to the payment and uh, what he thinks uh, what he thinks about it. I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. And he is right, of course. It is fundamentally wrong. But getting into all this porn star stuff to me seems at this moment gratuitous and, and lowbrow. You know what I would have said up there? Can I interject what candidate Sam would have said? I would have said, well, hell, I, you know, I understand. Well, maybe, he'll, maybe he did break a law, but I thought under Bill Clinton that if it's about sex, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, hell's bells, Bill Clinton perjured himself. He literally committed a felony for all of us to see. I mean, there's, you know, this wasn't some kind of a hidden deal. I mean, this was, this was taking place uh, in front of the American public. And I remember back when it was all going on, what the arguments were by the Democrats. Oh, this is just, this is just beyond the, this is just, it's sex. Sam, don't be so prudish. People lie about sex. It's not material. And I said, all right, okay. What was I? I was in, I was in middle school when this was all going down. I didn't even properly know what, what all that stuff was that they were talking about was. I just knew it wasn't good. And I knew that he got caught lying about it. And I was old enough, wise enough to understand that perjury is, is a real crime, a big deal, and people go to jail for it. But I was told by people on the left that it was just about sex and that's what people do and it's not material. Okay, so that's the rule. And that's what I would have said in that. I said, oh, I thought, I thought, I thought we we're following the Bill Clinton rule. I thought, you know, hey, you know, if, if, you, if you, you know, for a crime and furtherance of hiding an affair, I mean, big freaking deal. But then comes the final part. And this is where DeSantis, I think, makes a terrible, terrible mistake. I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA, okay? He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues I got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, I can't spend my time uh, worrying about uh, things, things of that nature. So, so we're not going to be involved in it in any way. Um, I'm fighting for Floridians, and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day. The problem with this is, is that this isn't just kind of something that is not of, of, of significance to everyday people. Every person I know 
thinks this is significant. Even the people that hate Trump think this is significant because they think it's a precedent, you know, important precedent setting. They were holding Trump accountable and all this. Everyone thinks this is important. Literally, no one is, is doing a yawn on this one. Ah, uh, nothing to see here. No. Eh, wrong. This is a very amateurish punt by DeSantis. He, if he doesn't correct this last part of the statement, he is S-O-L on any chances of getting elected, period. He ain't going to get through the primaries. This is, and by the way, all the pro-DeSantis people are, are dropping this last part of what he said. They're not, they're playing the clip, because the whole clip's about three minutes. They're playing the first two minutes. They're not playing the last 40 seconds of it. And to me, this part is, is the one that's particularly problematic. Okay. We're on a roll. We're gonna we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of all this. What happens when a president gets arrested? By the way, interesting stuff. I'll be back in a moment. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash 702-820-1234 or visit salmonashlaw.com. Greetings and welcome to the What's Right Show. Second hour here, 1 to 3 p.m. is when we are on Monday through Friday, right here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Rajofsky, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian. By the way, it was great on Friday to meet many of you uh, coming out to the Emerald Island Casino where uh, I was uh, broadcasting live from on Friday with uh, Ash, uh, the attorney, my uh, partner here at Sam and Ash Injury Law, as well as Alan Stock. And of course, Tim Brooks, who is the owner-proprietor of Emerald Island and a good friend of ours and of the station. So it was nice to meet many of you and get to chat. Your support means the world to me. And and um, and yeah, it's kind of kind of fun when we do these remotes and uh, and you're able to see how the secret sauce is made. You know, there's just me, there's a microphone, there's a computer, a handful of people, and we're just talking and having fun, which is what this is all about. Now, uh, right now, uh, my guess is uh, Donald Trump is not having a lot of fun, and that is all because of this absolutely out of control DA down in uh, in in uh, up in New York. Excuse me. And <clears throat> I have a couple of uh, observations here. I played for you just before the break the some of the remarks made today earlier today by Governor DeSantis. And I explained there's, you know, while he, yes, he absolutely went out swinging against Alvin Bragg correctly, so said a lot of all the right things to, there, there was to say about that. He, he, he then took a swipe at Trump, you know, with the, the hush money paid to a porn star, et cetera. And then he also said, look, this isn't really my problem. I don't intend to get involved. I don't think people really care about this. I've got the business of Florida to go after. Now, this has been, by the way, that whole business of the state of Florida, this is my, I'm, I'm busy being governor, that has been his go-to uh, deflection for every issue. And I'm not going to lie, but for the most part, it's very effective. Playing a busy, relevant, woke, fighting, public servant, executive of a state is the look you want to have when you are auditioning for 
the next job up, the presidency. So this is, uh, I think, a perfectly acceptable thing to say. In almost every instance but for when for the first time in the history of the United States, the opposition party is looking to arrest on flimsy, perhaps even fully bogus charges, the leading candidate to unseat the incumbent. You want to get into election interference. I think Trump made this quip himself. You want to get into election interference. This is prima facie textbook election interference. We did the math here as to how long this crime happened, how long ago it happened, because I mentioned there's a uh, statute of limitations could be four or maybe six years. So the crime happened somewhere working on, let's say, the 2018 taxes, 2017 taxes, so just around five years ago. Now, if that's the case, if that's the case, they have had this information for five years. They had it a year ago. They had it two years ago. They decided to roll with it now. Why? That's the real story. That's the question. That's the question the left won't answer to. Oh, this is the right thing. Finally, Trump getting his comeuppance. I have another, by the way, I have another theory on this. Uh, Bragg is grandstanding because his case becomes a lot sillier uh, if there is a, a the the firm, for example, the special prosecutor assigned to investigating the other claims, election interference and incitement claims if he is able to draw blood first. So Bragg wants to seize on this politically. Either way, it's, it's not being done in the furtherance of, of justice. It's purely of political motivation. But back to DeSantis. So DeSantis gets up there and says, oh, this is, you know, I can't, I'm above this and whatever. What's fascinating is what happens if Trump refuses to turn himself in. Now, normally in these white-collar charges that are minimal, anyway, you, you agree your lawyers come up with terms of your surrender to authorities. Here, presumably, Trump would show up at the headquarters for the Manhattan District Attorney, which is in Manhattan, New York. Trump would show up. He'd get processed, fingerprinted, uh, hang out a little bit, go see a judge, and get released on his own recognizance, maybe pay some, some small bail amount. Now, if he refuses to uh, participate in this and says, I'm in Florida, come get me, then it turns into a little bit of a standoff. Now, I've heard that people are coming out and saying that DeSantis ought to, you know, protect Trump and say, well, you know, I'm I'm not going to let you extradite him. The problem is he, he can't really do that. He gets himself into hot water. There's a, a there's federal law that dictates you know the turnover of people and under under the law it's really going to be very tricky to do that, okay. So there is interstate extradition; it's required under the Constitution. I think it's Article Four, Section Two. So forcing an extradition process also could mean that Trump ends up getting detained, he ends up in actual jail for an extended period of time as the process plays out. So, you know, there's not much that DeSantis can do, but what he absolutely ought to have done and didn't do 
was say something along the lines of what another candidate for Republican, for the nomination for Republican uh, Party uh, presidency here, Vivek Ramaswamy did. You probably haven't even heard that name because he's, you know, a sub 1% candidate. I mean, he's not on the radar. But Ramaswamy, who is a uh, really an outspoken, very articulate conservative guy, Vivek gets up there and he lays it out brilliantly. This is textbook on how this should have gone down. The reason I'm doing this is because the rest of the Republican field, I think, has been deafeningly silent about an important issue in the country today. Yes, I know it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes, I know there's a lot of other issues in education or elsewhere that, I, that need to be addressed that I those have talked about. But that's not the news of today. Okay, the news of today was that this morning we learned that it is likely that the New York Manhattan attor- district attorney is likely to indict a former president of the United States who is running for office. Now, I want to be very clear. I am in a presidential primary running against that individual, Donald Trump. But what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Donald Trump and everything to do with the integrity of an election and the integrity of a self-governing democracy. So I don't care whether you root for Trump or whether you don't. If you root for the integrity of our constitutional republic, then you need to be on the side of being really clear. We cannot have politically empowered prosecutors eliminating the opposition of a ruling party using arrest power. This is 1,000% exactly what ought to be the Republican Party position on this. In honesty, it ought to be every decent law-abiding citizen's response to this. Your opinion of Trump is meaningless. Here is a guy who is an opponent of Trump's. And yet, and yet, he is absolutely committed to the principle of what is going on here. And when you compare that with the mealy mouth sort of, oh, DeSantis, uh, I just, you know, indicting President Trump is his top priority, this DA, but, you know, I just, I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into all of this. I've got things pending in the legislature. I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. I can't spend my time worrying about things, things of this nature. Eh. Well, don't get me wrong. I love DeSantis, but folks, you know me and you know this program. I'm going to bring fire when fire is deserved, and I'm so fundamentally disappointed by DeSantis and what he is doing here. This, I think, was a huge misstep. Now, he has time to correct it and all this stuff, but uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, was, you know, I'll tell you a little bit more about him after the break, but this, this, he just he literally, I think, stole movement in, in, in the election. The only way, the only way that DeSantis wins the Republican nomination for president is either one of two ways. Either Trump's in the race or he's not in the race. And there's different pathways there, right, of, of why Trump would drop out or not be in the picture. But, the, but to win, a guy like DeSantis needs to win over Trump supporters. Not all of them, but a lot of them. 
And there is no better way than if DeSantis right now came out swinging, protecting Trump. Look, we have our differences, whatever, but this is an attack on all of us. This is unacceptable. I'm going to wait to see what the, 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 you know, what, what actually happens tomorrow. Let's see what comes down. But this is, this is, and just go to school, go to town on these people and take them to account. I'm busy in Florida with what's going on in the legislature. Yeah, I know you're busy in Florida. This is major. If you don't take a stand for this now, buddy, you ain't getting anywhere near the presidency. And that, I can promise you. All right, friends, Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. The What's Right Show will continue in just a moment. It's starting to feel a little bit like one of those dinky South American countries. You know, one government gets uh, booted from power, another one comes in, the old guy gets arrested, hauled off, kangaroo court trial, and then rinse and repeat. All right, Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT, The What's Right Show, your place for common sense conservatism. Uh, trying to make sense of this. Uh, I will be here all week, by the way, to go through the twists and turns of what is going on here. Uh, but I'm going to be I'm gonna be perfectly blunt with you guys. Um, this is, it is not just unprecedented. It is so, uh, it is just such a stunt. I'm offended when the law is used as a stunt, as a sideshow. And that's, of course, because of course I'm an attorney. I, I have a respect for the law, a respect for the Constitution. And I know I'm, I'm hearing it. I will get emails from some of you. Okay, well, well, Trump broke the law. If he broke the law, he goes to I, You know what? I would be okay with it. But think of all the things that the Clintons got away with and Obama got away with <laughs> and Biden is getting away with. As all of this is going on, we are finding out that the, the, the depth of corruption by the Biden family is staggering. And even if you, if you think, oh, okay, well, Sam, we haven't had proof of it yet. Okay, okay, this is a guy who has had a, what, fairly minimal government salary his entire life, was vice president for eight years, then was out of work for four yeah, yeah, he was in a think tank. Okay, mostly out of work for four, and and then and now as president, and he has several multi million dollar homes, flying around in private jets. I'm just telling you, this is this is nonsense. It doesn't add up. He has a multi million dollar per year lifestyle on a government pension. Yeah, you do not have to be a genius. You do not have to be a private investigator, a, a forensic accountant to go, this stinks. Something doesn't add up. And yet you have all of the predictable leftist spokesholes out there going, oh, there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. It's all fine. Biden's okay, you know. And turning around going, I cannot believe that Donald Trump paid money to a porn star you know you know he that's gonna go to jail for that it's absurd and the thing about it is again i'm gonna come down to 
all of us, we have a sense of, of equity, right? Of, of right and wrong, right? Does it add up? Unfortunately, uh, equity has been misused quite a bit lately, but I mean it in the sense of, of, of justice, right? Not letter of the law, but certainly the spirit of doing good versus doing bad. Everybody understands, and this is why I think that DeSantis' swipe at Trump was gratuitous, right? I don't know anything about paying hush money to pro- – whatever. I, I, okay, Ron, I don't either. Okay, and, and most, most of us have, have never had to do that. But we also uh, are living in, in, in the post-Clinton era. We determined during the Clinton presidency – that someone's personal morality has no bearing on the job that they can do as president. To the extent that, you know, a, a true legal fact-finding group of people, a.k.a. the U.S. Senate, with a whole bunch of Republicans voted what? Not to impeach. No high crimes, no high crimes and misdemeanors, right? Decided it wasn't an impeachable offense. And incidentally, you know, that last I checked, the attorney general didn't uh, indict him. So there you go. Bill Clinton lost his law license. Okay, big deal. And then went on to get millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from semi-hostile states to our interests, right, a.k.a. Saudi Arabia, in one of the largest influence peddling schemes that would make the Biden family blush. The Bidens are amateurs compared to the Clintons. These people, they are, they are the village idiots compared to Bill and Hillary Clinton. I have Clintons ranked it. What did they, Robbie, a billion dollars plus? Oh yeah, it was for charity. It was for the, Clinton Family Foundation <laughs> and suddenly it dried up when Hillary Clinton lost the presidency. <clears throat> right. Our sense of right and wrong is triggered when they are allowed to get away with it and then Trump is going to, what, get arrested and perp-walked for using his own cash to pay some floozy to shut the F up? How does any of that, how is that right? And so any Republican, this is what my problem is with DeSantis talking like this. Well, I don't know if I can get involved. Any Republican in their right mind ought to be incensed by this. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with selective prosecution. There's a lawyer who concocted, lied, created the entire Trump-Russia scheme. He wasted at best, right? At best, right? At worst, he engaged in election interference and, and, and swung an election, right? By virtue of all of his lies and misdeeds. But nonetheless, at, at, at the very best case scenario, he wasted enormous amount of government funds and time, congressional time, with bogus investigations because he was the per, you know the guy who put out the first report of, of all this alleged entanglements that Trump had with Russia. It was all bogus, all fugazi. What happened to him? Well, he got indicted, right? John Durham 
Durham got, got an indictment and went after him, put him on trial. The jury in D.C. go not guilty because it's 98% Democrat. They're all Trump haters. You have two tiers of justice. It, folks, it's been going on for a while. It has. But the idea that, go back, but even, even it's been going on for a long while, but go back as recently as January 6th, go back two years. See how those people were traded instead of the vandals, thugs, you know, real criminals that burned down American cities all across this country. And, and those people, very few of them even got arrested. And if they got arrested, they got let out. Meanwhile, J6 guys, some of them still sitting in prison. It's absolutely crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm not one of these people who are sitting around, you know, yelling and threatening violence or, or war or anything, but I'm, I'm th this is the kind of stuff that leads to civil war. When one side feels they are being absolutely persecuted and dumped on and targeted, and the other side can literally get away with murder, yeah, that's when it all starts to go to hell in a handbasket. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. Don't go anywhere. I'll, I got more on this when we come back. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Common Sense Conservatism delivered daily, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam Rajofsky here. The host of the What's Right Show, also Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, local lawyer here in Las Vegas, and all-around great guy. Here is Mike Pence giving his response to what is happening, uh, supposedly with Donald Trump, him uh, likely getting arrested tomorrow. And notice this is like this is the wet noodle. Uh, of, I don't know, of the cream of wheat uh, out there. Pence is such a, I mean, this guy used to be a talk show host. I wonder if he did bedtime stories. I tell you, this guy could put anybody to sleep with his cadence. Listen to this. I'm taken aback at the idea of indicting a former president of the United States um, at, a, at a time when there's a crime wave in New York City that the fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. It just feels like a politically charged prosecution here. Oh, does uh, it? And I, <laughs> for my part, of, uh, I just feel like it's just not what the American people want to see. Oh, just, just, I don't know for my end. It just doesn't seem like something that people want to see. <laughs> oh, yuck. Now, I'll tell you, even the Democrats think that maybe there's not a lot of there there. Here is a montage uh, today of Morning Joe guests and the hosts, Mika and Joe, talking about, well, let's just put it this way, talking about their sense of this case brought by the allegedly soon to be brought by the Manhattan DA and the grand jury there in New York. Uh, they don't sound very confident. 
This may be, in many ways, the weakest case. If this is the weakest case, then look at all the others that are in line behind this one. But even if this is deemed the weakest case, I would argue that as one who has known Donald Trump as you and Joe has, this is the heaviest case for him. Huh. Well, and I do think there is concern. The Democrats I've spoken to, uh, including some senior members of the White House, who do fear that because this case is weakest, that it, if, it, if it is brought first, uh, that it will be potential allow Trump to then paint this one as illegitimate, that it's weak, and suggest that all of the other cases against him um, are as well. And that is something they're worried about. People keep referring to the New York case as the weakest case. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know why? Because it sucks. <laughs> That's not a legal standard. I'm just telling you. It's a weak, a money, money case. Now, Emerson one time said, if you, uh, when you strike at a king, you must kill him. Um, I, look, I don't know if this was actually an Emerson quote, uh, but I, I, that's how I learned it. But nonetheless, if you're going to take your shot, make sure it's a kill shot. The problem with some of these liberals is uh, their Trump derangement syndrome is so significant and so protracted. It's starting to addle their brains. Instead of getting together and going, okay, what's our strongest case? How do we really take this guy out? They're bringing this thing. And it's so stupid and it's so miscalculated and pathetic that it almost begs the question, are they doing this on purpose to help Trump? This is why, by the way, the Politico, when they wrote their piece about, oh, you know, this, is, this, is, this is really bad for Trump. This is really bad for Trump. I, one, Politico, I mean, they're not particularly bright over there but also remember they are a uh, an actual mouthpiece for the democratic party they're unabashedly so and as a consequence i think they are they oftentimes are saying the the, the propaganda that they need to say oh this is bad for trump meanwhile i mean if you were coming up with a playbook how do we i'm a democrat I want to see Trump. I don't think Trump has the best chances in the general, but I think he has great chances in the primary. How do we boost him in the primary? How do we build him up only to break him down again? I know. Let's early in the primary before a year before any votes are cast, let's go in and let's indict him on a bogus charge that he can easily beat. Now, are they that smart? Is this really what they intended to do? I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think this is this is a, a guy, one guy making his political chops and hoping to become governor of New York State. I think Alvin Bragg is just stupid enough to think that this is a stunt that will get him the governorship. So to that end, he is pushing this for very selfish reasons. Also, he's going to be paying attention to his donors. So you've got not just Soros, but other left-wing crazies that are out there that are, are insisting that he take this thing all the way. Um, and, and, and so he's doing it, right? Now, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely uh, shocked by this. Now, Elizabeth Warren, who herself taught law at one point, uh, was uh, considered herself an Indian at some, at, at some point in time. I, I'm no longer sure if that's the case 
uh, formerly known as Pocahontas. Uh, Elizabeth Warren said, "This is this uh, this is how the law should work. I mean, this is this is everything's going according to plan. There's no reason to protest this. This is the law operating as it should, without fear or favor for anyone." And then, from one of the most corrupt members of Congress, literally, this lady runs <laughs> run a shakedown organization out of her office. Maxine Waters had this to say. In an interview Saturday with MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart. When he announces himself, it's almost like he's attempting to organize his domestic terrorists uh, to show up and to resist him being arrested. You have to be uh, careful uh, uh, with him. He didn't just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, finish that thought real quick. Oh, I, I, I just wanted to, um, you know, have you to understand that perhaps he was trying to organize right. uh, the domestic terrorists uh, to to protest his arrest. Right. Yeah, and I, I think I, I, we have to be careful about mm -hmm. him making that announcement. He's doing it for a reason. Oh, there, of course, she's referring to the uh, tweet that Trump put out saying protest in the streets. Again, now he's inciting a riot this from the la this lady said what did she say robbie do we have a clip basically to burn everything down this is the lady that <laughs> literally held a press conference no justice no peace burn it all down protest and fight and 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 of course msnbc is like oh but maxine oh i'm gonna hang on every word that you say oh with with breathlessness, this guy. Oh, please, please uh, finish that thought. That's very, very brilliant. Maxine Waters, of course, uh, become very wealthy, suspiciously wealthy, while serving her district in East LA or South Central LA. She's there, and you know, in she represents the hood. All right, in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, she lives in an extravagant home. I believe this is a Hancock Park, which is near downtown. Don't quote me on this. Some, she, technically, I don't think lives in her district, which is you know a little problem. But yeah, total con artist has no business has no business criticizing Trump whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. This was her quote: "We got to stay on the street. We got to get more active. We got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they know we mean business." We don't have the clip, but that was the transcript of it in the context of, by the way, as businesses are burning in Los Angeles. Literally, screw this lady and the horse she rode in on. Sam Rajofsky, <laughs> I'm fired up, folks. Today is a day. It's going to be a fun week. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a moment. Sam Rajofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian truth teller, lawyer, and radio host of the What's Right Show, News Talk 840 KXNT, on Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. One of the things that is heating up while everybody's focusing on Trump is the investigation to the Biden crime family, funds going around, wires being sent to family members, 35K here, a million dollars there. Oh, I mean, look, it's nothing to see, right? Here is uh, James Comer, Republican uh, Kentucky, on Fox, talking about basically his case and how it's shaping up. 
Uh, it's important to kind of understand where the Republicans are going with this. Um, here, here's what he said. People always talk about, well, Hunter Biden had legitimate business dealings with, with China. What were those business dealings? All we find are payments from, from the CCP uh, to shell companies then funneled back into the Biden family. We don't see any business. And what we've been told from people that were in this circle is that the business was the Bidens were basically influence peddling. They were promising to help China open doors in, in the United States, help them navigate the bureaucracy to where they could start buying ownership into the American energy companies and buying things like American farmland, something that every American is opposed to. And then, in regards to what kind of money and, uh, and, and what the connection is, there's a name, a nexus. And he shared that again with Fox News on Friday. There's just a lot of money that's gone from China to the Biden family in, in various different interests and through various different LLCs. That's what our investigation's about. These bank records on Rob Walker, this is the first of at least a dozen trails of money that we're tracing that went from China to the Biden family. Now, if they can prove, right, that this money was paid by China directly to the president's family to get advantages in the U.S., it's a crime. At the very least, none of these people registered as foreign as as uh, foreign agents, right? You're required to remember this was a again. What's good for the goose ought to be good for the gander. Uh, Trump had a campaign manager who ended up, uh, one of the charges was that he was, uh, he was, uh, didn't register himself uh, as a, a Manafort. Yeah, what did he, he was a registering for, uh, yeah, he was, a, yeah, as a political consultant and a, and a foreign, uh, f uh, foreign advocate. And this is, <laughs> so, I mean, and that was the guy was getting paid a ton of money by companies in Ukraine to do stuff, um, and and it uh, and and what? Yeah, he had he had to end up later re registering as a foreign agent. None of these people did; they didn't. There were laws, and by the way, this this guy ended up going to jail. Now even CNN now. Is starting to go. Look, maybe this is a, it might be a little problematic. Here's Aaron Burnett, Friday on CNN's Out Front. On a certain level, if just as a layperson, you hear this, and it doesn't sound good. Uh, there's a guy whose name is uh, John Robinson Walker. He gets three million dollars from a Chinese-based company and proceeds to wire it out to a bunch of people named Biden. One of whom is Hunter Biden. Another one is a company that belongs to the president's brother, James Biden, and another amount of money to Bo Biden's uh, widow, Hallie. So, again, from a layperson, that doesn't look good. That's tax fraud, okay? Wire fraud, all right? We've got failure to register as a foreign agent. I mean, this, it, the list goes on and on. This is, uh, first blush, certainly, seems a lot like evidence of criminal conduct. And it's criminal conduct that goes all the way up to the president who is in office right now making decisions on China who owes uh, some portion of his beachfront home and his house there and condo here to what? To, to the Chicoms? He's compromised. This is absolutely despicable. And the Democrats are looking to, you know, basically wag the dog here by by having Trump perp walked uh, for paying 150k of his own money to a, to to a floozy.
give me a break. Now, I'm going to close here today with this, and it's a very important point. The Democrats are setting a very dangerous standard. I believe years from now, maybe at a point in time when when Trump is is dead, it's going to maybe take a bit. He will be remembered as the person that triggered the Democrats so badly that the Democrats abandoned all decency, remaining decency that they had, all norms of how politics is conducted, all niceties and everything. And when the Republicans are in charge and have the power that the Democrats do right now, they are going to come and do all of this to every Democrat they don't like. And all of you defending this conduct right now will scream and cry and whine And the rest of us are going to sit here and go, look, hey, hoist by your own petard. You had this coming. You opened the doors to all of this. And you're going to say, but but you don't don't understand. Trump was so bad that it it warranted us doing all of this stuff because Trump, we had to get Trump. And we're all going to say, well, that's you being delusional. You're literally, you, you were getting your talking points from Brian Stelter for four years you're crazy you're mental you've allowed the media psych you up to the point where you are having blood squirting out of your eyes you're so angry and so mad i'll never forget this this was two three two two years ago we're just coming out of covid yeah and i i was sitting in i was i was in newport beach in california visiting with a lawyer that I deeply respect. This is a smart guy. He's kind of a hippie guy, but he's a smart, smart guy. And this guy, um, you know, I, I, I brought up Trump and he goes, oh, I, I'll tell you, I, I want to see him in jail. I said, really? Like, wait, you're talking to me here. This is Sam. I'm, I mean, come on. Let's like, 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 let's be reasonable. Is this really your position? Oh my gosh, yes. I despise him. That's the last time I'm ever going to reach out to this person because what it confirmed for me is that he's delusional. He's a mental head case. If you really believe that, you're a head case. Because, you know, Hillary Clinton actually did terrible things. And even then, do I think it's a good idea to throw her and Bill Clinton in prison, the former presidents, invite all sorts of uh, problems? Of course, it's not. it's, It's dangerous. And it was deserved. Those were some real felonies that never got investigated. Remember her laptop from hell? <laughs> Smashing the, uh, the hard drives, having her, having ev- destroying evidence of a crime, lying under oath. I could go on and on. It wasn't just the financial stuff, the disregard that the Clintons have for the rule of law. But y'all on the left turned a blind eye. As a consequence, you do not have the right. You lack any moral high ground to demand that Trump be perp-walked and, and arrested and whatnot. So tomorrow, I'm going to be back here, obviously, and we're going to know a lot more. Maybe, maybe not. Remember, we heard charges are imminent down in Atlanta, Georgia. The charges are imminent, imminent, imminent. You had that silly four-person 
of a grand jury get out and blah, 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 just word vomit all over herself. And now it's been a month and nothing. So I, 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 I'm just, I'm always cautious when, when we hear some of this stuff. And I, I would, you know, that part of what DeSantis said, I think was spot on. You know, I'm not going to react to something. This is all right now, you know, innuendo. Uh, because it is important not to just react to, to these types of things. But it, but look, I'm, I'm framing this, whatever happens this week, it's, it's going to be interesting. And so uh, we're going to work out our technical difficulties. If you missed any portion of the show, couldn't hear us, whatever, please get the podcast. You go to Apple Podcast, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. And those are, those are your places for the What's Right show. Uh, look me up. You'll see my picture there, uh, and uh, click sub click click to subscribe, and then you'll get all the all the episodes whenever they get posted right away. You don't want to delay. But friends, uh, keep the faith, and and honestly, uh, this needs to outrage every decent person. We'll see what happens, uh, but there cannot be two uh, sets of rules in this country. There can't be federal law and state law for. Republicans and state law and federal law for, for, for Democrats. And the minute that you prosecute different classes of people di- differently based on their politics, we've turned into a banana republic. We are legitimately no better than, than I'm not even going to name countries, but, but, but frankly, I mean, we're, we become, we become a, a, um, an ideologically driven dictatorial state because you don't have, you, you don't have the rule of law. So that is the sum of things, how they look. All right, friends, again, you know where to find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and of course, of course, Odyssey app. Find us there, What's Right Show. My email, sam at salmonashlaw.com. Email me with any questions, comments, or concerns. I do respond to those uh, as I get them. So please, if you've got any questions about this, hit me up. Sam Marjofsky here. You've listened to the What's Right Show. I'll be back again tomorrow. Keep the faith, my friends.